put together a panel and brought on four experts, hosted a live Zoom session, like well-known big name experts that were willing to come on and help disseminate the right information instead of all the wrong information that people are reading on Facebook. And uh, we had like 400 or 500 people on that call. Uh, So from the people that came in on Facebook ads and eventually got to the sales page, those people generated $86,000 of revenue from from $2,400 of ad spend. The more you interact with your customers and the more you think about root causes of problems instead of symptoms, the more you can ignore the symptoms and get right to the root of the problem, the easier it is you'll be able to define these things. Be the guide, not the hero. The customer is the hero. So you, you want to be the Yoda. The customer is Luke Skywalker. We stand today. The Business Method with a shadow. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that produce over a million dollars in annual revenue and now we're interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business and influence income results economies and cultures there's a growing number of people building these caliber of businesses like this and we're going to figure out what it takes to make this happen now let's jump in today's show the business method hello podcast listeners welcome to the business method And special treat for you, Dan Schwartz is on the horn. This is the third time he's come on the podcast. I love Dan. Actually, uh, I don't think I've invited anybody else onto the podcast three times. Maybe Itamar has been on the podcast three times anyway. But Dan has gotten a special invite three times because he is one of my, really one of my favorite entrepreneurs because he is just doing things so well in creating his business and his systems and his models. So uh, the last time was nearly 200 episodes ago. Dan was on the show. I think it was like two or three years ago or something like that because he he is a master in essentialism. Before that, we had him on the show because he created a high six-figure business in just two years that requires very little of his time. In each episode, we broke down how he how he breaks down his thinking, how he uses essentialism. Essentialism meaning the things that are very vital and essential for every little part of his life, every day in his business. And this time, we invited him back because Dan, over the past three months, repositioned, retargeted a current service that he had in his business, switched it around a little bit, and made $108,000 in the past three months during the corona COVID crisis outbreak, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And it's been fascinating to dissect with Dan here on the podcast. We also did a Facebook Live, so the video is out there too if you would like to watch that. If you're thinking about how to make shifts, how to reposition, how to do a webinar right now, how to do a challenge right now, Dan included all of that. He spent 2200 bucks on retargeting, which brought in 86000 of his 108000 revenue and uh, has done a very fascinating job. And then he called me up and he said, Chris, I made $108,000 throughout the pandemic. I want to share what I did. So it's great to have him back, you guys. Check out this episode if you're having challenges with positioning throughout the pandemic, uh, marketing, uh, launches, relaunches, recommunicating your offers that you have, doing webinars, doing challenges. If you have masterminds or groups or communities, all of that applies on this podcast. And without further ado, for the third time, let's welcome Dan Schwartz back to the show. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Dan Schwartz is back on the podcast, you guys. Dan is one of the few. I don't think any. I don't even know if three people. Uh, maybe one other person has come on the podcast three times. This is Dan's third. And did you know the last time that you came on is nearly two hundred episodes ago, Dan? Whoa! 
Yes. That is wild. Yes. It's good to be here for the hat trick, man. I'm honored. I'm glad that like I keep going with these things. So like another 200 episodes, you'll be on again and another 200 episodes you'll be on again. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to say like the last, it's still one of um, my favorite podcasts. Episode 280, a seven-figure location independent essentialist with Dan Schwartz. And that was probably two, two and a half years ago when you came on and maybe longer. And um, I can say that I've upped my essentialism game since that podcast for sure. And I don't think I'm Dan Schwartz worthy, but I'm my essentialism is pretty solid. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've, I've been in your house. It's pretty, it's pretty dialed in. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. For those that don't know, Dan Schwartz is a, a drummer and he used to roll in a band for how many years, Dan? I was in Pigeons Playing Ping Pong for about 10 years, eight eight or nine or 10 years, somewhere around there. Formed it in college. Where'd you get a name like that? Pigeons playing ping pong. Uh, it's based on a s actual psychology experiment with animals. They train pigeons how to peck a ball back and forth as a example of behavioral conditioning. Uh, B.F. Skinner actually did it himself. And uh, Jeremy, the guitar player, saw the phrase in a textbook, in a psychology textbook in Psych 101. And that became the band name. So Pages we started it. Ping -pongs. Yeah, check it out. They're still playing. I left the band in 2015 to be an entrepreneur and get out of the hectic touring lifestyle. But they are still going on strong and doing great things amid, amid quarantine, really just giving, giving as much as they can to the artist community. And they're also doing a lot of live streams and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of sympathy for the creatives out there that have been impacted by all this because it's it's tough when you can't do what you're meant to do, you know? Well, the first time you came on the podcast, I remember that I think you were just two years out of leaving the band and mm -hmm. launching your business. You hit high six figures in two years with your business still. So this is five years out since you left the band. Still a, a wise decision? Still a wise decision. Having control of your lifestyle is, is the thing that I desired most while being in the band. Uh, I do miss, of course, I miss performing, you know, I miss, I miss the shows, but the entire lifestyle around that isn't for everybody. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, good. Five years, dude. Congratulations. And you're still you. rocking it. And yeah, man. Dan's in Austin and he's got a sweet pad. So anybody wants to uh, hang out Come with on Dan over. in Austin, there's <laughs> entrepreneurs over there. He's got yeah. the best barbecue place. Oh, you're going to show us? the backyard where Look we host that. the uh, positive people party events. Yes. When's the next to one? Getting those. And as soon as it's culturally appropriate to have people over again, <laughs> I will do it. Yeah. Cool. And also you mentioned you got the new AirPods. Air, yep. Right. The team. It was just my birthday two days ago. So I got the AirPod pros for my team and I cannot, recommend them enough they have noise cancellation i don't feel them in my ear at all and they stay in in your head which is amazing so yeah. i think apple really nailed it with the with the second rendition can you adjust them like for different ear sizes or there's one size yeah yeah they they come with these little different sizes yeah i've got the um the ones i use are right here actually the um train train yeah train yeah ones Anyway, um, I like them. They're really good because they have a really long battery life, like eight hours without recharging mm -hmm. them. So if you got a flight, you can pop these in and not worry about them, you know, losing or having uh, losing battery charge. But they do; they are a little annoying in the ears after about an hour. Like they start to be uncomfortable. Which is yeah, really those look thick. Yeah, do they have noise cancellation too? I mean, it's not a hundred percent for sure, but it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So you know, like the Bose noise cancellation headphones that have right. like the little adapter piece that you have to switch on in order to do it. Somehow, Apple managed to put them all inside these little really. Tiny things. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible, and it has the same effect of like canceling everything out and like all background noises out. It's it's impressive. And they're your microphone right now, right? Yeah, they're the mic, and there's also transparency mode so you can hear yourself talking and you can hear the surroundings while also listening to your media oh nice so that's cool okay. too that's solid dude 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We are on Facebook Live. I'm going to start doing more Facebook Live podcasts. And, and we did one with Noah recently, which you were on, right? Yeah, that was awesome. And, and um, we're going to keep them going. And I just want to pull it up real quick in case anybody starts to, um, anybody wants to ask any questions. So if you're out yeah. there, shoot some questions out to Dan. So um, really the reason, the main reason you wanted to come on is um and the main reason i wanted to have you on too is because we're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs that have experience going through recessions um and giving good advice so the past few people that have been on the show have been through recessions before they can give some really good feedback about you know handling these now this is correct me if i'm wrong this is your first recession as an entrepreneur yeah but what dan did is very smart, Dan. He launched a new service not too long after COVID hit and has done very well with it. And he's going to give us the nuts and bolts of that process. And before we dive into the questions, do you, is there anything you want to start off on before or, or mention before we yeah. get to the meat and potatoes? Probably the context for what the program is and how it fits into the, the picture of investor reviews and everything that I'm doing. I can set it up with just what it is. If you'd like, I can start there. Yeah, let's do that. And before that, just to mention, uh, we'll have an intro recorded, but for the Facebook Live people, Dan runs Investor Fuse, which is a CRM for real estate investors. He's done really well with it over the past five years, built a community around it. You still have a podcast going? Yep, 8020 Real Estate Show. 8020 Real Estate Show. And um, and the original reason why we bought him, brought him on the podcast probably three or four years ago. And uh, yes, and so that's the premise. So go ahead and please share whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So Investor Fuse helps house flippers close more of their house flip deals, helps them organize all their leads and track all their communication and keep their team in one centralized place so they have a process for their sales. And we realize that when you have a software company that serves a specific niche like that, there's still other things that have to fall into place for these companies to be successful and to keep making money and to keep paying you. So this notion of customer success goes beyond just, just using the product. There's all these other things that have to be right in a business for them to stay in business. And, you know, there's only so much you can control with the, the certain products. So we started just over the last couple of years learning how to run a better business for ourselves, and then teaching that to our members. So everything from setting goals to, you know, getting control of your time, offloading low level dollar per hour tasks, um, hiring, management, project management, technology, automation, not just with our software, but like, what are you using to communicate? How are you managing your emails? systems and processes? Do you have documentation for everything? You know, how to scale a, a real business that doesn't rely on one single point of failure or one person. And we realized that that was like the big problem in, in our, in our industry. And no one was really serving real estate investors or house flippers and showing them how to run an, uh, run an actual business. Everybody teaches how to flip a house, but they don't teach you how to build a house flipping business. So we took that angle and I'm like you, Chris, I, I've read every book on that subject. You just interviewed one of the, the godfathers of this subject, Gino Wickman, Traction. Um, but no one has broken it down for my specific vertical. And I believe that there's a big opportunity for this to be done in, in multiple verticals, you know, instead of teaching the strategy or the, the hacks and tactics and marketing tactics teach the fundamentals of business that those things live in and you'll attract a really high level group of people. So last year we decided to launch the 8020 Investor Academy, which is exactly that. It's a virtual online training platform plus a Facebook group with two weekly Q&A calls. So so we have this kind of ongoing narrative with the the members and we help them through the training. And they all kind of help each other with any sort of real estate deal specific questions or any challenges that they currently have. So it's like a scalable online 
mastermind that only requires the upfront work of me making the content and then two Q and A calls per week. So it's been very nice, pretty good. And the initial kind of cohort of members came in organically just from our customer base. And then it kind of dried up. Was this pre COVID pre COVID it dried up. And at that point it became a pretty significant source of revenue. So the challenge was how do we kickstart this thing back into existence? And it took a global pandemic for us to figure out the strategy that I'm about to share, which is the, the format that really worked. One of the good things about the pandemic is the amount of creativity that is forced upon people to mm-hmm. find new ways to create products, services, money, jobs, whatever it may be. And it's really been inspiring to see, especially being around all these entrepreneurs, because that that spark of genius is is pushed on to make sure that they find that. And a lot of people will will go through, um, you know, a month or two or of just like not knowing what to do and such uh, scarce mindsets, people that haven't been through an experience like this before. And then all of a sudden, boom, there, there'll be a, a light bulb comes on and they start, they're forced to shift and create new business models in their own business and see the amount of, um, and see actually a realistic view of their business and business model that they couldn't see before because the economy is good. Right. And I've even noticed some things in my business where I'm like, Oh, I may not have as much freedom as I thought I did. You know, because when things change around, I'm limited on this point or this point. And mm-hmm. so that's that's the great thing about it. Um, so when when the when COVID hit, Dan, what were the first few things that went through your mind? And then take us into like the ideas of creating um, uh, the, getting the idea to create something new. So initial response was very critical. I think how you respond during a tumultuous situation that affects your whole tribe or your customer base or your friend group or your family or any, anyone, any stakeholder in your life, that first response was really important. So the only thing I knew to do in the, in the moment was to be the, the calm in the chaos and to admit that I don't know all the answers, but I know some people that we can bring in, that we can have an open conversation about this and speak from an unbiased perspective about what's happening with the, this was back in March, the quarantine and the shutdown and the work from home and how this is going to affect real estate and all these questions that I didn't have an answer for. So I uh, put together a panel. That was the first move that I did and brought on four experts hosted a live zoom session, like well-known big name experts that were willing to come on and help, um, you know, disseminate the right information instead of all the wrong information that people are reading on Facebook. And, uh, we had like 400 or 500 people on that call. Um, and it was a really good, uh, informative call that, uh, people got a lot of value out of. And all I had to do was just bring people around and create an environment to talk about this, um, got a bunch of new leads from it. I, you know, it wasn't a sales thing at all. It was purely just giving. I think that was the, the right thing to do at that moment. If we could talk about that call, where did you host it? How did you get the word out? What platforms, um, yeah. were you using the panelists to promote it? Created a webinar on zoom, created a registration page on click funnels put all of their experts face on there. They did agree to send it out the URL for the registration, totally free. And then people were automatically added to the zoom webinar and sent the confirmation email from zoom. And we just had a couple emails leading up to it, telling them, you know, what this is going to be about, why they have to be on live, why they shouldn't miss it. And then I, uh, just created a sample copy email for, each of the experts to send out to their list as well. And a bunch of people, you know, we got a bunch of new leads from that and a really high turnout rate because it was such a crucial topic at a crucial point in time. Um, and we built a lot of brand, you know, credibility from that as well. Me being the guy that's like keeping 
the uh, flow of the conversation going and being the moderator was a great positioning play for, for me, especially because I admitted right from the get-go that just like, hey, I just run a software company, but we know all the industry experts. I wanted to bring them in. Like, well, we, you type in the questions and I'll ask them on your behalf. So I just became like the, uh, an extension of my followers, if you will. I like that. And I, I love the idea of um, being the person that brings the people together. And then all of a sudden you become the person. Yeah. Right? Have you, have you ever heard of the story, the summit series story? Vaguely. Okay. So they're the ones that bought powder mountain in Utah for like $50 million or something yeah. like that. And they were three guys in their twenties, like thinking, how can we, um, surround ourselves with like multimillionaires and billionaires. And so they decided to create a weekend, uh, or maybe it's five days, fully paid ski trip in Utah and invite all these uber successful people, like a hundred of them and 19 of them showed up. And then they pitched the idea of like creating something out of that. And all of a sudden they're like the ski guys and they're the cool guys that hung that got all these very successful people together. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a few years, they, they created summit series and which is now a successful uh, conference for entrepreneurs and high caliber people and thought leaders. And then they, um, fundraised $50 million to buy half of a mountain in Utah. And they've got like a resort and a community up there now. So oh, it's, yeah. uh, yeah. And so it's, 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 it's great to see. So the panelists, they were people that you knew already or people you reached out to for the first time. These were people that I knew already that have done, that have done something similar for me in the past. There were four total and they each kind of represented a different topic. So I wanted to have a marketing guy. I wanted to have a macroeconomic guy. I wanted to have a, a real estate strategy guy. And then I wanted to have just like a sales guru on there. And so all, so, all big names or. Yeah. All, all for the real estate investor niche, pretty big names, not like a Robert Kiyosaki level right. or Grant, Grant Cardone level, but I would say like one or two tiers below them. People that I've had a relationship with before, and then I also um, have my own audience, so it was in their best interest to come on and talk about how they're responding to the quarantine and what they're working on. So I asked everybody first, basically the first question was, "What are you working on?" And then um, specific questions about the quarantine. So everybody got a chance to just tell 500 people how they can help them too. Nice. Do you have any idea how many people came from your network and then how many people the, the panelists? For, yeah. For the panel, it was like half from my list and then half from everybody else's. Okay. Fair. Yeah. So you got like 250 from each side more or less. Yeah. And so what came of that? What, what, after the, you guys had the, the webinar, what? So what, what came from that was two things. We actually created a course around the stuff that we learned from the feedback from that call. Just a, a quick little nine module video training on how to become pandemic proof. Put that out there. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like a raving success, but it was good for lead generation. So we used the replay of the panel to do Facebook ads just to keep building our list. So uh, we just kept hearing from all the internet marketing gurus that like now's the time to build your list type of stuff. I'm sure you heard that too. Just put out urgent, high quality information that people that will actually help people and you can build a list. So we use it for that. Um, the goal was to get more people to think about their business differently and to stop obsessing about the tactics and instead start to look at the entire operation as a system in and of itself. And we used that positioning to uh, sell a couple more spots into the academy, but it wasn't having the effect that we thought. And we realized that we needed to kind of reinvent the wheel a little bit if we wanted to create a, a big buzz and community around this topic of systemizing your business. And we, it needed to be relevant to what's happening with the quarantine. It needed to create a beehive of community interaction. It needed to create sales for us so we can reinvest back into our 
new software product. It needed to create brand credibility that, hey, these guys in Best Refuse know their stuff. It needed to demonstrate our unique genius when it comes to systems and processes and technology. And it needed to uh, create raving fans. So I had to kind of think about how to do this. And like, we were not willing to cut any corners. Like we wanted to do the right thing. We wanted to put in the work and we wanted to create an experience that did all of that. And the answer was kind of right in front of my face because I had started to go through this dude's challenge. This guy, Roland Frazier, teaches people how to acquire businesses, no money down. And I went through his challenge because I'm interested in that topic as an investor. And it was wild how in five days of training, this guy rallied a community of 800 entrepreneurs to partake in this pop-up group that was just like a crazy amount of engagement and posts and likes and video comments and testimonials and sales. Like this guy made like 800 grand from a five-day challenge event on how to acquire businesses. Um, and just being a part of that and like actually being excited for the training and like wanting to be a part of that. And then um, seeing how he positioned the offer at the end of it, just like, if you like this free training, just wait till you see what we have in store for you to keep this party going. And then he shut the group down. And he said, if you want to keep this awesome community vibe going, if you, the party is happening over here, but you have to sign up for our program. So just like going through that myself gave me the aha moment. Up until that point, I really didn't understand what challenges were. And I kind of thought they were cheesy and played out. But now I'm starting to realize that this is just the start of this whole challenge community thing. I love that, man. So a couple of questions to run through real quick. The course you originally launched, what was the price point on that, Dan? So the Academy is a $10,000 program that they get half off if they sign up right away. So it's $4,800 and it's the one-time enrollment fee and they get access to all the training and they start to attend the Q&A calls right away. So it isn't, it isn't like a time-based thing. Anyone can sign up at any point. But right after the webinar, you, you put out the, the nine-module course. What, what, what did you price that one at? Is that the same thing? Oh, the nine-module course from the panel was like yeah. a $395 thing. Got it. Okay. What platform both you and what was it, the guy's name that you were giving a, telling him the example about? Roland Frazier. Roland Frazier. What platforms do they use for their groups, you and him? So Zoom, going live into a Facebook group. Okay, that's it. That's how this whole, this whole thing runs from Zoom and Facebook. Got it. Okay. And then let's, let's talk about your thinking process. Like you, I know you mentioned it was right in front of you, but I'm curious if you could dissect yeah. that a little bit more um, on the thinking process you went through to get clarity on knowing that this is a good idea. So I think the, the thinking process started with one-on-one -on -one discussions with existing Academy members. And I asked them, what's been the most valuable thing that you've had in the Academy? They told me, um, I had a, just a, a longer conversation about like, you know, what's missing, what can I help you with right now? Like, what's the biggest thing you're stuck with that I can hold you accountable to take action on and resolve. And across the board, it was around hiring. It was around mindset about hiring mindset about letting go of certain tasks in their business and um, not having, just not having education of how to do that stuff. So the aha moment was just from talking to people and my thinking process was like, how can I recreate what I just did on this one-on-one -on -one conversation to an entire group of people, one to many? Um, because up until that point, all of my sales have came from like hour to hour and a half phone calls with these people. And there's really only so much I can cover in an hour and a half. Like I wish I could have went on and done full trainings just to give these people results. So basically I thought to myself, why don't we train the problem and sell the solution? 
why, why let's, let's get people to understand why this is important right now, systems and processes, because I truly believe it is. I truly believe that the fundamental problem for all businesses is because they aren't willing to let go and that they are not willing to fire themselves from being the central point of all decision-making uh, and being the weakest link in their business. The second you can remove yourself from that and start to you know, actually be a real entrepreneur that builds systems for other people, that is what creates this compound effect of growth and scale in, in businesses. And so I needed to get that message across. And the only way I knew how is to break it down into these training course, training modules and teach it. Um, and then we realized that our academy is like 35 hours of actual training. What's the best stuff in that? Like, what's the stuff that everybody said that they got the most value out of that I can just teach people for free and get them poorly bought in on this, on this idea of having an 80, 20 business is what it's going to take to survive this quarantine. Cause if you don't, then your competitor is, and they're going to fly right by you and crush you. So it was, the, it was just the positioning, getting that. And it took me a while to, to come up with the name of the challenge, which is the fire yourself challenge. I, it needed to say everything in as little words as possible. There was, a whole, there was like a whole bunch of other names that I came up with, like hustler to owner uh, challenge or like the 80-20 real estate investor challenge or like, but fire yourself kind of has, is kind of emotionally charged. And I looked at other successful challenges that had the result in the title, like the get clients challenge or the get fit challenge or the 30 day, 30 days to 30 K challenge. It needed, needs to be super specific to the result and it needs to speak to uh, problems that people are having right now. And uh, with enough finesse and thinking about that, it's possible to structure your offer to work for this environment. And uh, I think the fact that we all can only do virtual events forced us to do this because it like the constraints helped us in this event. People were crave, people are craving going to physical events right now. Without them, they're just gonna go to these virtual events. And so that was sort of the, the ingredients that we worked with. We put it all together and did this training. And, Really, it's just a, it's a virtual event more than a challenge. Got it. Okay. Do you think that was the attraction factor um, in many ways, Dan? Because I would. So here's my thoughts from the fire yourself challenge: is that, and I'm curious, like who who, uh, if we can describe more of the people that come in, like um, mm -hmm. because if I hear fire yourself challenge right in the middle of COVID, you know, most people aren't thinking about firing themselves; they're thinking about working more or finding more stuff to do or yeah. finding new avenues to make more money. So what do you think, um, what do you think was the attraction factor for that, that title, especially like right now? Is it, is it the demographic of the type of people that come in? Like, are they already, they're doing well in business and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with firing myself amidst a, a global pandemic. I think the, the people that signed up for this realize that I guess subconsciously they realize that they're spinning their wheels and they're not getting any results. Okay. And the fact that they're doing too much and keep adding stuff to their plate isn't the right solution. Like, cause that's what they've been doing this whole time. It's not getting them the results that they need. So there has to be some other way. Uh, I think though that just reading the headline fire yourself challenge probably wasn't what sold them. It was the sub headline on the registration page where it clicks five days to free up 10 plus hours per week. So you can build a pandemic proof investing machine that closes deals without you. So after they read that, then fire yourself makes it made sense. Um, I also used uh, a lot of copy from Academy members. So like I, in the actual copy, I used phrases that I've heard from people that I've talked to, such as um, if I don't fire myself or get out of my own way, then my business isn't going to survive. 
that's a phrase that I've, that they actually said on the phone. So I just like use that. I'll always kind of listen to what my customers say because it can turn into high converting copy for you in the future. Um, I also created this image that I think helped for the visual people. I created an image of a guy in the center of a mind map. And then the mind map basically has branches for each department of the business, marketing, acquisitions, biz dev, admin, finance, sales, and the person in the center. And then each of those departments then branches out into all the specific tasks in each of those things, like building your list, PPC, direct mail, social media, tracking, property management, direction, bookkeeping, taxes, insurance, answering calls, CRM, training, education. And then having the person in the center connected to each one of those tasks, I think visually connected to a lot of people. So, oh, that's me. I'm the one that's stuck doing everything. That's me at the center of my business doing everything myself. Um, so that was another big thing that I put like very at the top of the page. So, yeah, I think the positioning around freeing up time, becoming a pandemic proof machine that does stuff without you. And then the title fire yourself challenge was uh, enough to, to attract the right people into it. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that, that point you mentioned that worked for this is, is understanding people need to get out of their own way. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we launched uh, masterminds during the COVID pandemic and um, we didn't know what we were going to do with it either. We we're like, hey, let's just group a bunch of entrepreneurs together and then see what evolves out of it. And so often we saw people just stuck in their own way, like they're getting in their own way of their own success, of shifting, of getting their messaging right, of not keeping, you know, not doing what they should be doing to keep clients on. Yeah. And it was, it was sad to see, but, um, you know, sometimes those are the hardest lessons that people need to learn. Um, yeah. but if there's, there's something out there like that, that could help people see through that. That's why co like coaching, mentorship, masterminds, all this stuff, it's just surrounding yourself with the right people is so powerful yep. because you have blinders on yourself that you don't even know you have. And then other people can help you see it, the right people. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you've got the idea. You started the implementation. Um, anything you had to work out with the team before to make to, to make the shift work? Yeah. Another important reason why I chose this format is because I knew that myself and one other teammate, my customer success manager, Carlos, could, could do this whole thing without stealing time or capacity away from the rest of my team who's busy fulfilling the software side of the business. So um, that was a, a big piece. It's just like myself and Carlos are going to take the brunt of all this work. We did hire our friend, David Nadler, who runs a company called Automate and Convert to help us with the setup process, building the funnel, helping us with some graphics, helping us uh, strategize the Facebook ads. My CTO, John, ran the Facebook ads. Um, and he kind of helped us project project uh, manage the setup of this. And then from there, I kind of took it and ran with it. So he helped us get the ball rolling and create the registration page, get the emails ready to roll so I could start to send it out to my list. So that was one thing I had is I had my own list from our software, around 16,000 folks that are actively engaged with our emails that I sent out the registration page to, to start getting people to, to sign up. Um, so I would say 75% uh, of all the people that signed up came from my own list. And then 25% came from Facebook ads. And then you mentioned earlier 2200 in Facebook ad spend. Yeah. So we only spent, yeah, we only spent around 2,600 bucks and uh, 2,400 bucks in Facebook ad spend. Um, just basically to build an audience so that if we do this again, we could go a little bit heavier in Facebook ads, which is what we're going to be doing next. Um, we knew that our list would be enough to get the first group in there. Uh, but we spent 2400 on Facebook and then actually made that money back on the front end. And I can kind of explain the, the flow of the signup process. 
Um, but I I do want to preface it by saying that like totally, this is a totally separate business and entity that I'm even thinking of in terms of I have my software company and now I have this mastermind group and they're totally separate. Um, but they both kind of serve each other in a nice, uh, in a nice way, but this was totally separate. And with this challenge event, we doubled the number of people in the academy that took me six months to build up until that point. So six months of growth in five days. And this is the type of leverage effect that, that we were looking for. And I believe that only this type of event can give you that, that type of leverage. Um, especially if you already have an existing audience, if you already have a, some type of product, it could be really any product. It could be a high ticket product or a low ticket or software or a recurring revenue. However, you're serving your customers, uh, you can create, you can give people a small win that indoctrinates them to your brand and gets them to a point that they want to continue this journey with you. That's what the challenge is all about. It's like a microcosm of your whole solution. And then you take it away from them at the end. The people that want the rest will come come to the top of the surface, buy your stuff. And it's just the quickest way that I've found to create just raving fans in as little time as possible. So we had this free registration. So the challenge was totally free. So we taught our best stuff for free. And then on the thank you page, we had a VIP ticket sale. And the VIP was just come hang out with the experts. That was the headline, hang out with the experts. And we had two uh, happy hours with experts, kind of like how we did the panel when when COVID started hitting. I did the same thing, but I said, only the VIPs will get into this VIP happy hour. You'll also get all the recordings of the training and you'll get to hang out with us on Zoom uh, before we broadcast into the Facebook group. So it has them feeling like they're backstage hanging out before the training. And it's pretty crazy how many people signed up for this because they want to be VIPs. Right. And how many did you get? 30. 30 people paid 97 bucks to be a VIP. So that paid for all of the Facebook ad spend, which is cool. And we got like 300 new email addresses from Facebook. So in a way, we got 300 new leads for free because we offered that VIP package. And then the Facebook ad spend, do you know what that turned converted into sales? Yes. So pretty wild. But from the Facebook ads, we... Uh, so from the people that came in on Facebook ads and eventually got to the sales page, those people generated $86,000 of revenue from, from $2,400 of, of ad spend. Now, granted, some of these people already know me. Some of them were already on my list before. Um, but we like check, check this back and forth. Like people that came from Facebook ads, um, we pixeled them. And then they ended up being buyers, $86,000 worth. So, yeah. So with that information, we're definitely going to do it again at the end of the month and uh, leaning into Facebook ad a little bit more, maybe a thousand bucks a day at this point. But that's sort of the, the marketing side of it. I think there's so many pieces that need to be right with the actual training. Like you need to, you need to make sure that you're, that the progression of the free stuff into your, paid program is super natural and smooth and uh i can definitely dig more into that but the total revenue that that we got from this free challenge was a at this point it's one hundred eight thousand, and and this is from this is from a forty eight hundred dollar high-end paid group and then a fourteen or fifteen hundred dollar down sell to just the training videos without the group. That was the offer that we made. It's just like, if you liked what you learned on this free training about how to fire yourself from your business, you can't afford a high level group, that's fine. You can get access to just the video training for 1500 bucks. So we had 18 people 
get the just the video training and more than that actually yeah 19 people got the the video training and uh, 16 people signed up for the academy it's incredible yeah. that's great dude and and in a time you know this is the time this is a great time to build a community or grow your community which is mm -hmm. fantastic and um there's something else i was going to mention talking about um brand yes so the importance of having a good brand over the long term um and having your email list and putting out good content on a regular basis so when stuff like this does happen and you do launch a new product or service or you do have to make a shift people are already going to trust you like they they know that you're they're maybe not even a raving fans they're just i mean you have the raving fans but you also just have people that have seen you around here and there visited the website and and know okay this is a decent brand that's going on this is this is good stuff and then when when the market does change you can still release something and bring in good revenue and help people at the same time uh, with their problems and challenges. So, so kudos, man. Well done. Well Thank done. you. Yeah. And it's true. Like most of the people in this group didn't know who I was before, or at least might've seen my name on an email or something, but didn't really understand what we did or whatever. After five days of you training them and helping them and engaging with the whole group, they start to, know like and trust you just because they're looking at you and they see all your nervous ticks and they see all of your phrases and they see uh your skill set in action after five days it's way more powerful of a interpersonal relationship even if it's a one-way relationship than like a one-hour webinar would be for instance and i think the fact that it's on a group it's kind of like doing a five-day webinar on a Facebook group where you can like interact with people's name and like their social profile and you can comment contextually on stuff and they can also post. You can't do any of that in like a, the chat thread on a Zoom webinar. You just, can't, you just can't. So from all that extra engagement, you convert people into super fans if you're teaching awesome stuff. You build this community of everybody that's rallying around one specific cause. In this case, let's create a self-sustaining business that will last through this pandemic. Let's stop uh, wasting our time trying to do everything ourselves. And everybody kind of rallied around that. And it was awesome. Never seen anything like that before. Like we've all known how important it is to build a systemized business. But when you do it in a community of other people that are also bought in on that, it just creates a really um, not just a compelling community. Also the research that you can get as a brand, you can see what people are talking about. You can see what their problems are. You can see where they're getting stuck on the, on the training. It's amazing for research that we're actually using to make the Academy better, to make the offer we're about to present better, and then to make our product investor fees better. And it's cool because when you're doing the when you're doing the challenge, you can actually ask people, what else do you need? Like what's missing? What resources, templates, or connections do you need to be successful or to get unstuck? And you can build that into the offer that you sell at the end of the challenge. And we did that and it definitely worked. In fact, the whole idea for the lower end $1,500 thing was because on day one, people were commenting, like, I just started out in this business, like, um, don't have a lot of capital. Is this uh, relevant if you're just brand new to the business? So we use that to basically introduce this downsell, uh, a way to, for them to, you know, just to make this training a little bit more accessible. Then you also get a bunch of copy from people. You get testimonials from all the people that are like, this is amazing. I just did this and I just uh, freed up five plus hours of my time screenshot, throw it up on the next registration page. Like we have so many testimonials just from people making comments. And we also had other Academy members in there. So we had the social proof going. I'm just like, Dan's the real deal. Like he and his team really are, are great at this stuff and can get you these results. We started using 
the, everything he's taught six months ago. And now we only work five hours a week and we close four deals a month, blah, 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 blah. So it creates this like natural social proof just from you being the leader of the group. And uh, it's just a really powerful thing. Like, and I don't think that it's too late for people to start doing challenges for themselves. That's what especially. I was going to ask. I don't think so either because there's still plenty of people um, out there that are that need stuff like this. Uh, they need challenges. They need support. They need groups. And the the market is still so uncertain. You know, two weeks from now, we don't know what it's going to be like. You know, actually one week ago, we had no idea that there was going to be all these protests and major, you know. And so now there's protests everywhere. We're still going through COVID. A lot of people think there's going to be a second wave. So, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are hurting. They're, they're getting on, their runways are running out, right? Their cash flow is yeah. not coming in. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to see because, you know, as we were running our, we did the free mastermind thing as well. I like how you did it five days. We did five weeks. Uh, five days is much more time effective. Way to go, yeah. essentialism. Uh, <laughs> we're like, let's over deliver. And, yep. um, so then, and, and then as you're doing this, like you, like you said, you can start to create the product that comes out of it on the backside. And we did the same thing every week. We were thinking like, what, what are we going to release on the backside? Now, one thing that we did talk about, but we didn't do was we did the, 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 the higher tier masterminds, but we mm. didn't do a lower tier like product or course or something. And it was only because of time. We didn't have enough time to create a new course or slap something together. I think we could have brought in a, you know, some additional revenue from the course and helped out a lot of people through those courses, mm -hmm. but we didn't do it for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, that's, that's excellent. So like some, some key takeaways here, um, you know, creating 86,000 in revenue from 2,400 in Facebook ads, um, by positioning it right, retargeting and releasing the webinar, uh, doing a webinar with other influencers to bring a bunch of people on there. Increase your email list from that webinar. Um, create a, a service on the throughout the process of listening to because you were listening to people, and that service became you know what what you re-released or tried to get more people onto. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's still there's still time, so it's not too late to create a challenge or something like this for yourself if you're out there looking how, look, wondering how to to do it for yourself i know there's a, a bunch more stuff you had dan is there anything else you want to dissect about your process yep i think the most important thing that i want people listening to walk away from is to get crystal clear on your avatar and by avatar i mean the person that you are looking to help and you probably heard this piece of information before I've heard it before. I've done the act. I've done the ex exercises of like writing it all out. Like my seller avatar is um, brute force Bob is what we call him, and uh, just getting super detailed on what does this guy read, what does he do in his business, who does he employ, what type of podcast does he listen to. Like understanding who that person is and the pain that they're having is that was the single best thing that we did for this challenge um there's an exercise called the before and after state that ryan dice teaches that i did before i started writing all the copy and that helped me get in the mindset of this is where people are now this is the problem state and then this is the life that they want to have the ideal after state right now they're stuck they feel stuck in their business doing everything themselves the after state is they have a hands-off self-sustaining operation that makes money without any work, any extra work on their part. So there's like this gap here that needs to be filled, but the better you are at painting that before state on day one of the training, the, the more bought in that people are gonna be. So Brute Force Bob was our avatar and Brute Force Bob is like the jack of all trades, real estate investor that does everything himself, runs to all the properties, does all the marketing, answers all the phone calls, and uh, just kind of brute forces his way to success, uh, living deal to deal instead of having a, an operation that's more predictable. So get really good at coming up with who that person is that you solve. Uh, make a character around that person. Name it something. So brute force Bob 
was the was our avatar and everybody that listened to me break down brute force bob all self-identified on the training you're talking to me i feel like i'm brute force bob <laughs> i'm brute force larry i'm brute force mary everybody just self-identifying as this person it's like oh my god that's me i feel like you're talking to me and that was the most powerful way to get people bought in to help them understand what it is that you can help them be free of and then then you create your after avatar which was 80 20 adam this is brute force bob this is what 80 20 adam's life looks like we want to get you over to this world over the next uh couple days and then beyond if you end up signing up for the academy so we referenced the academy throughout every training so people knew that there's only so much you can cover in four or five days um this is a topic that we teach over six weeks in the academy and this is only four days worth so there's obviously much more where this came from our academy members get to experience all this but let's get you guys some quick wins anyways um because if you are anything like brute force bob you know how important it is to get some time back so you can build a, a more efficient and systemized operation that doesn't rely on you and that was like day one of just talking about brute force bob and the mindset shift and it got everybody super excited everybody started commenting and rallying around it and that i, I think is the uh the 80 20 effect of building your community is just getting super clear on the problem avatar that you're helping. And I noticed like when people tried to create avatars and I'll emphasize try, they try to make it too broad. And I love how you, you zeroed it in on like, this is the type of person. There's some overflow there, right? People that are kind of like brute force Bob will join the other uh, people that are, that, that have some of his traits, but for the most part, like you, you honed it in really well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, like, uh, Dan, have you ever had any challenges with like, bringing somebody into the community and realizing that they're not uh, like the perfect avatar and then I guess you could say like um, not 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 just not being a good fit for the community. What do you do? You ask them to leave. Do you, you know they leave on their own? What have you seen? So I am good at qualifying them on the sales call. I can just tell if they're going to be a good fit or not. And if they're not a good fit, then I'll say you're probably not a good fit. So just here's some free resources that will help you out in the meantime. So uh, every, everybody signed up through a sales call. The people that signed up from the Academy though, were taken to an application page to a 15 minute conversion call. So up until this challenge, I had to do like hour to an hour and a half calls with people qualify them and ask about their business and sell with the challenge though the selling happens during the training so all i needed to do was get on the phone for 15 minutes and say why do you think you'd be a good fit for this academy they'll tell you why they why they're going to be a good fit and you can get and you can decide at that point if they're if they're a fit or not and if they are then you tell them the price and then you close them right there on the phone that's nice. as, as easy as that because the, the selling shouldn't happen on the phone. It should happen during the training. Yeah, that's excellent, man. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to hone in on or dissect about the process? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to help people uncover the positioning and how they're going to execute their challenge. If people understand the power of this and you can see how this might apply to your product or service. So I created a, uh, a booking page for people to talk to me. You mind if I share that? the clarity call. Yep. So if you want to chat with me a little bit more about this, I opened up my calendar on clarity.fm. If you just go to claritywithdan.com, claritywithdan.com, it'll take you to that page and you can book like 15 minutes or 30 minutes or however long you'd like to talk with me. It's paid by, it's like a pay by the minute type of thing. So come prepared with your specific questions. I'll give you specific answers and help you dial in a a profitable challenge format. Is that clarity.fm or clarity? Just go to claritywithdan.com and redirects clarity to the Perfect. Yeah, okay. The page. Good enough. Good enough. Cool. 
All right, brother, man, that's uh, congratulations on the success of the shift and growing your community. That's pretty amazing. And I love talking to you because you just dissect things so well and it makes so much sense when you do it. And you're really good. Are you ever challenged? Like I'm, I'm challenged with this. I'm like, say if I'm going to create a perfect avatar um, and, you know, uh, sometimes like I want to add some more traits to, to um, brute force Bob. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know, it's not going to serve you, but it's just kind of like easy to do sometimes. So how you hone in on things and from the conversations you and I have, it doesn't seem like you've ever had um, a problem with not being really clear on what you're going to what you're going to focus on and then sticking with that. So is that just natural for you, Dan, or is this? No, is this- it's, it started vague years ago, for sure. Um, it definitely started vague. The more you interact with your customers and the more you think about like root causes of problems instead of symptoms, the more you can ignore the symptoms and get right to the root of the problem, the easier it is you'll be able to define these things. So whenever someone comes to me and they complain about investor fees, I can ask them a couple questions and get to the real root of the problem, which 80% of the time is they are focusing on the wrong thing, right? Or they're like blaming technology when it's really their fault. Um, and it's just like, just like a dose of reality, like um, that I believe to be true, that they need to address if they want to like actually propel forward. So it's like my ability to see root cause problems over the last three years has gotten better. So therefore I'm better to describe uh, the, the state that brute force Bob is in, but it did not start that way. I think it comes after just having open, honest conversations with people and thinking a lot about the problem that you're solving. They say, if you can, if you can describe the problem better than your customer, you are going to win. Yeah. Perfect, man. And knowing your audience, it's so key. It's so key. Yeah. All right, buddy. That's a phenomenal. Any final words you'd like to spout out? No, I, I think having an abundance mindset right now is, is so critical with all of the, the scarcity and fear and pain that's being talked about in, in the media. Not to, I, I want to honor the struggle that people are having, but I believe that from a place of constraint, you can create some of your best work and the discipline to keep at it without giving up and realizing that it takes lows like this for you to see highs is something that you really should lean into and just know that there is a way, like there's always a, like some of the best entrepreneurs I know, they understand that it's just a matter of iteration to get to the right way, but they only guarantee the way to fail is just to stop. So I encourage you to just keep at it. If you have to pivot, if you have to change up things a little bit, uh, if you, you know, have to do a challenge instead of doing word of mouth, like I was doing before, you got to do what you got to do. And you have to use the situation that we're all given and you end up being stronger after you do that. Um, I learned so much just by being forced into this, having to do this challenge thing that, um, I think it's just a good lesson for everybody going through hard times right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, and it benefits your customers and clients. Like now's the time to be in a mindset of service, service, service. How can we, how can we serve our audience? Um, most importantly right now. Mm -hmm. And, and if you do it and you do it right and you focus on, you know, giving and helping them with their biggest pain points right now, you can, you can make a shift in your business. You can keep that, that revenue coming. Yeah. And also to quote Donald Miller, who runs StoryBrand, be the guide, not the hero. The customer is the hero. So you, you want to be the Yoda. The customer is Luke Skywalker. I like that. Crucial. Well said, man. Okay. So claritywithdan.fm, right? That's it. If you want no, to just claritywithdan.com. Dot com, my bad. Claritywithdan.com. And uh, if you want to sesh with Dan... Thanks for coming on round three and another 200 yeah. episodes. We're going to have you again. <laughs> Who knows what at. we'll be talking about then. 
Yeah, you'll probably be flying to space or something by then, Dad, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for coming on. Listeners, thank you for tuning in once again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.